everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kelly O Show. This is a two-part episode on losing weight after 40. This is part one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today we are talking about the incredibly hot topic of losing weight after 40. And that's really just, when we talk about losing weight after 40, that's really just kind of a marker number, a marker age. Um, We really should, I almost feel like the more that I've been talking about this on Instagram, I always say, when, when I've been talking about the success I've been having recently, I say, hey, ladies, if you're in that age range of 35 to 40 plus, which is kind of weird, but I, but I feel like instead of saying 40 plus, it's almost like the age range of 35 to 40 plus, because for me, it, it, it used to be that women's hormones tended to start getting jacked around age 40. I think mine started getting jacked right around age 39. And I remember when I was younger that women would say that to me. They would say, your hormones or you know, everything will start getting messed up around 40. And I remember thinking, that sounds so weird. Like, how does your body know when it's 40? And I thought, it, it just did. It sounded very strange to me, but that did happen. Well, what is happening though in our world is because of many environmental factors and, and just lifestyle factors, um, younger generations are experiencing hormonal changes and, and hormonal disruptions and hormonal imbalances at disturbingly younger ages. And so we are seeing young girls experiencing puberty at younger ages. We are seeing women experiencing hormonal disruptions and perimenopause in their 30s. So, you know, what used to be what was typically happening around 40, I'm going to say is now regularly happening around 35 to 40. And gosh, we could even say in your 30s to 40s. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, as I was doing research for this show, um, you, you tend to see uh, the searches for, you know, 
weight loss after age 40, but then you see weight loss for after age 50 and so on. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, But again, for those of you that are listening that are in your 30s and experiencing the same thing, you know what we're talking about. As you get older, as your hormones start to act weird, that that's what we're talking about today. And, and what I'm going to focus on in this show, if you've been listening to recent shows on, on this, on the podcast, you know that after many, many years of, of me experiencing quite a lot of struggle, um, I have been on this hormone balancing journey and sharing very transparently my experiences with you. Um, but the past three, I'd say three to four years for me have been, <laughs> I've been on the struggle bus. I have had major difficulty um, in in the area of weight loss getting, I just feel like my body has been a car that won't start. You know, it's just been like, I'm going out to this car and trying to rev up an engine to get it to start with regards to you know, fat loss. And, and I just couldn't get anything to happen. And it has been incredibly frustrating, um, to say the least. So if you've been listening to the podcast recently, and you've been listening, you know, following me on Instagram, uh, you know, that in the past, um, well, gosh, we're looking at seven weeks, I have been miraculously experiencing overwhelming success. Um, and I am going to talk about that because this success is, has been guided by my, my new functional medicine doctor who, when I hired her in October of last year, uh, she said, we've got some work to do. I'm not ready to have you start dieting yet, but when we do, I know we are going to get you where you want to be. I I don't know why I just knew I I knew she was going to be the one that was going to help me. Um, I knew that when I fired my last doctor, it was the right thing to do. And I knew this woman, um, Dr. Ruthie Harper based in Austin, Texas was the, was the right doctor. And certainly my gut feeling was, was correct. So again, for those of you who have listened to the, to the, to recent shows, I am going to be talking about that, that this is, this is what I recommend for women who are in this age range, that this is what you should be considering. And I will be sharing why, why my doctor has recommended this for, for me, why she recommends it for so many women that are in this age range that are experiencing hormonal imbalance, metabolic damage, um, and why I've become such an advocate. In fact, I am getting my certification, um, in this area, in, in the keto diet. Um, but I'm also going to start first and foremost, what I'm going to do in the first half of the show is talk about, and, and I'll be talking about myself, for those of you listening, what not to do, you know, because I think that's a, the, a better jumping off point is let's talk about if you are trying to get fit, if you're listening to the show and you're 35, 40, 47, 46, whatever age you are, you're frustrated you're 10 pounds overweight, you're 20 pounds overweight, you've been trying to lose weight, you're stuck, you can't seem to lose weight. Maybe you're at the place where I was when things first started going in a bad direction where, um, you know, I remember what it was for me. I was working out, I was working with a trainer and it, it wasn't that I, I just remember my boobs got really big all of a sudden and I, I gained a bunch of weight in my middle and I hadn't changed my diet. So 
for me, I just, I suddenly got thicker. And I remember my trainer asked me if I was pregnant because my boobs got so big. And then, um, I was, I, I was sweating. Um, my body temperature changed. Um, so, so it was that that happened. And then my, I, I had skin conditions, you know, um, so, so that was the issue that happened with me first. Um, but again, if, if you are in that phase of life and you're listening and you're like, damn, you know, here's what's going on. I'm frustrated. You're probably searching. You're looking for answers. You, you're probably looking for answers. And I've been in the place where you are. When I, when I first started having my body experience change, my first thought was not, my hormones are jacked. It's that time of life. I should go see a functional medicine doctor. And, and this is why I'm speaking so loudly about this and becoming such an advocate for this because I want to help more women realize, like see the red, red light and understand earlier so that they don't waste the time that so many of us do. I want them to understand and not waste the time and, and go down the fitness rabbit hole and, and start seeing a functional medicine and getting blood work done earlier so that they can get the right help earlier because the problem is too many women waste a lot of time thinking this is a fitness problem when it's really a medical problem. And so with that, I think that's really a good intro to how, what we're going to talk about in the show about losing weight after 40, what not to do and what to do in, and again, this is my opinion. Um, this is my personal opinion based on my personal experience. Um, my personal experience, everything I'm going to tell you about when we talk about the, when I go through this first part of the show, I did everything in the first part of the show. I wasted a shit ton of time in, in this first area of the show, everything I'm going to talk about, everything that I'm going to share with you where I'm saying, Oh, I'm observing women doing this. I did it too. I wasted so many precious years in overanalysis paralysis and doing all of this stuff. So I was there with you ladies, okay? I'm not just poking fun at you. I'm poking fun at myself. I'm not really poking fun. I'm just saying. And and the second part of the show, I am speaking from the and I hope I don't cry because I do get emotional from a happy place. I am so freaking happy. You have no idea what it's like right now for me to be seven weeks in. Let me give you, for those of you that haven't been tuning into this podcast recently, you haven't listened to any of my most recent shows. Um, I have, after my, my doctor finally gave me the green light, and it was my doctor that, that gave me these macros. It was my doctor that recommended that this was the path I take after giving me a lot of reading to do and a lot of podcasts to listen to and a lot of articles to read to explain why I should be doing this. It wasn't that she just said, hey, I think you should go keto. She told me, she gave me my macros and she didn't really say go keto. She just gave me these macros. And I'm like, wait, I'm going keto? And I'm the single like most skeptical person about the keto diet on the planet. Um, I am seven weeks in and I have lost nine pounds and 9.75 inches. And I have never seen my body transform this way in as long as I can remember. I literally feel my body changing every day. I have never felt so good. I'm less bloated. I have never, I've never felt my appetite 
change so much. I'm somebody who loves food, loves to cook, loves to think about food, talk about food, obsess about food. I've never witnessed. I feel like I'm outside of my body. I feel like I, I just, I'm witnessing another person. Like I, I find myself going, Oh my God, you are not going in the kitchen standing in the pantry or looking in the refrigerator all the time wanting to eat food. And my love for food hasn't changed. I just, it doesn't have the control over me anymore. I cannot get over how this experience has changed me. It's overwhelming. And so again, as I dive into what not to do and what to do, just know that this is from my personal experience. I feel very strongly about it. There probably are people out there who might have an alternative who might say, hey, what Kelly Alexa is telling you to do is great. That might work for you. I have another alternative. I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying this is the only way, but it sure as hell is an absolute legitimate way with a lot of science behind it. It sure as hell is working for me when absolutely nothing else has worked for me for three to four years. And I absolutely feel strongly that everybody listening who is struggling and experiencing the same struggles I have, if you've got hormonal imbalance and a whole lot of problems like I do, like you have a whole cabinet of hormonal problems, cortisol issues, adrenal issues, hypothyroidism, all that stuff, and you're not getting anywhere, you've got metabolic damage and you feel like no matter what you do, you can't lose weight. I think you should follow my lead, do what I'm doing, because I almost feel like if this is happening for me, nobody, uh, anybody else that has my issues could experience what I'm experiencing. I have three friends that have just joined me. They're doing exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, like three days in, they're like, oh my God, I've lost three pounds. Like it, it's just the most wonderful thing in the world. It's like Easter. It's like Christmas morning. Anyway, let's dive in. So let's talk about what not to do. Part one. Um, and and I, I, I wrote out my notes. <laughs> This is a new thing for me when I'm doing my podcast. I'm actually writing up my notes before the show so I can stay on track and actually not record six-hour podcasts. Um, I'm going to go through my bullet points, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to elaborate on them. So in my don't column, I said, "Don't." here's what not to do when you get to that point where your body's stuck, you're in a plateau, a forever plateau, you feel like And no matter, like maybe you haven't changed your diet, you haven't changed your workout, but your body's moving in the opposite direction. You either can't lose weight or maybe you're gaining weight. Your body's like going, you feel swollen around your middle. You're gaining weight around your middle. Maybe you're gaining belly fat where you've never had it before. Things are freaking you out. Your, you know, your body temperature is changing. You can't sleep. Your libido's gone, you know, all of these things. But more specifically, let's just pretend like your body particularly, like you're experiencing weight gain or you can't lose, blah, blah, blah. Stop focusing strictly on fitness. What I mean is um, stop thinking, okay, I'm going to add more cardio. I'm going to add, I'm going to make my workouts longer. Um, I remember back in the day, I used to train two hours a day. I would do an hour of cardio and an hour of lifting. Now, part of that, I blame my trainer back in the day. That was the thing to do. This is like 10, 15 years ago. So, you know, that was also part of what was the fitness industry knowledge back then. That was very much the thing to do. I don't think many trainers would recommend that today. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Hey, everybody. If you've been listening to some of my recent shows, you know that not only have I gone full force on the keto diet, 
but I'm actually really enjoying it and seeing and feeling much better. I'm losing weight. I'm very confident I'm going to hit my weight loss goal. And I haven't been able to say that in really a long time. But really, again, I I just, I can't believe how much I'm feeling better, which is key, looking better. And so many of my habits are changing. Um, My life is changing from this, this keto experience. And one of the things that I added as well that you've probably heard me reference and talk about is... Once I decided to go keto, I also added back in exogenous ketones. And I'm using exogenous ketones, bioidentical exogenous ketones from, and you drink them, um, and there's all these great flavors. You've probably seen me guzzling these uh, in the morning and in the afternoon from a company called Prove It. And I was actually um, exposed to the Prove It exogenous ketones like probably three or four years ago when they first came out. And I tried them back then. They, they had one product, I think. I think maybe two. They'd come out with like a fruit flavor. They really just had one product and I wasn't really into it, to be honest with you. And so I bought a, a couple of boxes and I ended up giving them all away because I wasn't keto, I wasn't really paleo, and I just wasn't into it. But fast forward to today, um, when I decided to go keto, I started researching a bunch of people um, on Instagram and it turns out all of them were drinking this stuff. And frankly, when I saw how many flavors there were, it was the flavors that appealed to me because I thought, oh, this is really cool. I can drink this stuff. You know, it wasn't that I thought, oh, I'm going to drink this stuff and it's going to do magic for me. I really just thought this is something that I can drink in cold water that'll taste good and it'll keep me from drinking so much diet soda, which I know is not that great for me. And, you know, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I knew like, hey, it's going to be good for me and, and whatever. So I ordered this massive big box. I signed up as a promoter because I just had a feeling about it. And my husband and I both started drinking um, one of the drinks in the morning. Um, I'm intermittent fasting. My husband is not. I'm keto. My husband is not. Um, And so I drink one in the morning between my coffee and lunch. My husband drinks one in the morning between breakfast and lunch. And then we both drink one in the afternoon um, between lunch and dinner. And I got to tell you, I, without question, not only do I love the taste, not only have I kicked Diet Pepsi during the day, yes, I still have some at night. I still have a Diet Pepsi at dinner. I'm not going to lie. Um, don't judge me. But without question, this has absolutely improved my energy during the day. I was going through a phase before I started this where I was having an afternoon slump like no other. I was actually taking a half an hour to an hour nap every day. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I, I was suspecting that maybe I was getting adrenal fatigue again because I was having to go into my bedroom, lie down on my chase lounge, set my alarm for half an hour, and then I would go to sleep for another hour because I felt almost, I'd almost use the word exhausted. And this was happening every afternoon, you guys. And I'm like, how am I going to work? I can't take an hour nap every day. Ever since I started the exogenous ketones, no more naps. Okay. So that's number one. Fantastic clean energy. Okay. Can I also just add as an aside, there's no artificial colors or flavors or sweeteners in here. Okay. This is like pure exogenous ketones, bioidentical. Happy to provide you information on this. Number two, appetite suppression. Um, I am, I've got to be honest with you when somebody tells me, oh, this will make you, uh, you know, less hungry or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I have noticed 
that since I had this. Now, I, I also probably would suspect that this is a combination of the exogenous ketones and the keto diet. I think they're both working together. Um, I have noticed that I am not a snack fiend like I was before. I'm not running to the cabinet every five seconds wanting to eat plantain chips and just snack. I really, really find myself less of a snackaholic. And even my husband said this morning, in fact, yeah, I know he did. He said this morning, he's like, I've noticed that you snack less at night. I also attribute that to, frankly, to the fact that I'm weighing myself every day. Um, <laughs> you snack less at night when you know that you're going to be hopping on the scale in less than 12 hours. So there's that. Without question, I definitely feel the, like I said, appetite suppression, clarity of thought, clean energy. Um, it's just been a positive addition to my life. So had to share that with you guys. And remember, let me share this as well from my husband's experience. You don't have to be on the keto diet to benefit from the immediate and long-term health benefits of exogenous ketones. Do some research and then ping me if you'd like to get started trying. This can be something that can help you if you practice either intermittent fasting or longer-term fasting. In fact, this is, well, first of all, I'll share with you what my husband, my husband started adding this, as I mentioned, he drinks one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And he told me, I believe he's lost, I gotta clarify, six pounds in the past couple of weeks. He said the only changes he's made is cutting out snacking at the office. He was eating a ton of candy and he's added back in these two drinks. And he said he feels good. He really feels energy. He's drinking less of the monster drinks at work as well because he's having this instead. And he lost six pounds. I was very jealous because the scale's moving a lot slower for me. But again, he's not on the keto diet. So there's definitely benefits whether you're on the keto diet or not, but also if you practice fasting, intermittent fasting or longer term fasting, this is something that you could have when you're doing those longer fasts. Um, and certainly it's something that as I'm now adding back in, um, one 24 hour fast per week and one 60 hour fast per month, this is what I'll be drinking when I'm on my fast and also prove it has, um, which I haven't even tried yet, um, some great bone broths and some other fasting supported uh, products as well. So feel free to ping me. I've had a really super positive experience on it. They have a bajillion flavors. All of them are delicious. My husband and I are obsessed. Feel free to private message me, shoot me an email, head on over to kellyalexa.com, fill out the contact me form. Um, certainly you can ping me on Instagram. You can ping me on Facebook or just shoot me an email, kelly at kellyalexa.com. And I'm happy to answer any questions, but I'm obsessed with this stuff. I'm going to be ordering cases and cases and cases, probably going to dedicate a whole room in my house to keeping this stuff in stock because uh, the health benefits are crazy. And I'm telling you in probably just under three weeks that we've been using this, the benefits that I have seen and witnessed in my own life and my husband's are extraordinary. But a lot of women will do that. They think, okay, this isn't working. So if I'm if I'm running or doing half an hour of cardio, I'll start doing 45 minutes of cardio. I will add, you know, an extra 15 minutes of weight training, or I'll add two more days of working out. If I was working out four days a week, I'll add two more days. I'll do six days a week. Um, thinking more is better. It's actually not. 
And that actually can really, really work against you. Because especially if you start training your mind to think, well, I'm not getting fit, so I'm going to keep ask, you know, adding more. And especially if you start training your mind to start using the Apple Watch or a polar heart rate monitor, nothing against any of these companies. They're fantastic. But I've been down that path where I started relying on, okay, I burned 300 calories this workout. Well, then the next workout, I wanted to burn 400 calories. And then the next workout, I wanted to burn 500 calories. And then I got to the point where I wanted every workout to be a 900 calorie burn. And, and I mean, I'm not exaggerating. You can get to the point where you become completely irrational with your workouts. It can become crazy, crazy, where you are working out obsessively way too much. What you're doing there is you are blasting and burning out your adrenals, which is going to affect all of your other hormones, which is going to make your future hormone imbalance situation so much more worse than you can possibly imagine. So stop focusing strictly on fitness. Um, If you are starting to think that your hormones are are an issue, which so many women do, they will start typically talking about, oh, I bet I have a hypothyroid problem. I think I have a thyroid problem. I think my hormones are jacked. A lot of people, a lot of women will talk about this, but of course they, you know, 90% of them won't go see a doctor or talk to a doctor, but they'll talk to their friends on Facebook. They'll ask their friends on Facebook for advice, but they won't go to a doctor, but they'll talk about the fact that they think they have a hormone problem. Stop self-diagnosing. And furthermore, stop thinking that Facebook or strangers in a Facebook group are going to help you self-diagnose or diagnose your hormone problem. It is the most absurd thing but it is a like an epidemic I see with women. Women going into fitness groups online, asking other women who they barely know to diagnose them and tell them what to take for their hormone problems. Number three, women over-focus on thyroid. Um, if The more that you understand about our hormones – you have to understand that there are things underneath our skin. And let me just list a few of them. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a girl who knows a doctor who tells me all the things underneath my skin that have issues. Your, your thyroid is one of them, and but that's always like in the past gotten a lot of attention when it comes to weight loss or weight gain. So if you're hyperthyroid, you tend to not be able to... to keep weight on. So people who are hyperthyroid get really skinny. People that are hypothyroid, like I am Hashimoto's, um, you, you tend to not be able to lose weight or, or, you know, it's a slow thyroid, whatever. So people tend to be uh, familiar with hypothyroidism, but the other things with your hormones are your estrogen, your, and then with, with estrogen, there's also and, and I am literally, I'm sure I'm not articulating correctly. There's like sub estrogen things. There's estriodol. I'm certain I am not saying these things correctly. There's estrone. There's testosterone. There's progesterone. There's cortisol. There's your adrenals. Um, there's, then there's, I mean, that's like the main areas of your, your hormones, but your hormones don't work just ice, on an isolated basis. 
hormone, everything's connected to your gut. Everything's connected with your vagus nerve. I'm reading a fascinating book. Um, I read a fascinating book on the vagus nerve. I actually just downloaded uh, or ordered three other books about the vagus nerve that I'm going to be reading. And hopefully those authors will be on the show because the, and then I'm actually going to link up. There's some ridiculously informative and fascinating shows on Netflix that really talk about the sympathetic and parasympathetic um, nervous system. I hope I'm saying this correctly. But the more that you realize how all of these, I'm not articulating this correctly, you guys, I'm not a medical expert. The way our body, all of these systems in our bodies are connected, everything in our bodies are connected. You know how they say like the gut is the center of everything? We've heard that for years. Healthy gut is the center of everything. It really is. Um, and you realize like, you know, I'm reading a book right now on estrogen dominance because I've been dealing with estrogen dominance. And in that book, the very beginning of the book, they start to explain why, like why your liver is tied to your estrogen. Like your estrogen is tied to your liver. Like whoever would have thought you have to have your liver working correctly so that it can process your, like your estrogen. And you're thinking like, wait, what? And that's tied to your gut. It's tied to your bowel movements. It's like, oh my God. So uh, I'm not going to get into explaining it to you because I couldn't if I tried, but just understand that to take this back to what I just said about hypothyroid, too many women, like a lot of the women who will come to me for advice will go, oh, well, I'm on hypothyroid medicine. And then that's the only thing that they'll be on, you know, because they will have gone to an endocrinologist or they will have gone to a, a naturopath or an acupuncturist and they're on one medicine for hypothyroid and they're not even addressing anything else. It's like your thyroid isn't the be all end all of your problems. So it, it, that needs to be brought to, to the attention. And by the way, these things that I'm bringing up as far as what not to do are in no means in order of importance. They were just what came out of my mind when I was doing a mind dump. Um, cardio, stop overdoing it with excessive cardio. And, and this is, I'm going to say with women, particularly, I think as they get older, um, they really, really overdo it with the cardio, especially runners. Um, I see this a lot. Running is great. I'm somebody who has enjoyed being a casual runner, but my God, women, please stop being that person who runs and 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 and thinks you're just going to keep adding more running and you don't ever lift weights. Um, First of all, that's really a good point I I should have put here. Stop not lifting weights. (laughs) That's a double negative, of course, but like, Stop running as if you're Forrest Gump. It's not doing your body any favors. It's not going to shape your body. It's not going to help you lose weight. It's probably really jacking with your adrenals. Um, A ton of long, steady, slow state cardio. I know I'm not saying that correctly. And not lifting weights is really setting yourself up for just a really unattractive physique. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Um, fat storage on your hips and thighs. I'm just talking strictly from an aesthetic perspective. And, um, you're also just really not setting yourself up for, um, a good hormonal situation as well. Stop with the excessive cardio. It is not going to help you lose fat. Um, and then just overtraining. 
um, that goes, that's just a perfect piggyback with the cardio. Um, stop thinking you, you know, if you're focusing strictly again to what we said at the very beginning, focusing on like, oh, well, my body's not working. So I'm just going to, you know, add more cardio, add more, uh, weight training, double my workouts, add more days of training, add more cardio, stop overtraining. It's not a fitness that what's wrong with you is not your training. It's not your workout. Um, and actually that's what I had here. Um, in one of my next things, I see this a lot. Women will come into some of these, these Facebook groups and they'll go, you know, you know, I, all of a sudden I, I have all of this weight around my middle and, you know, they'll, they'll put up this description and they're asking a question and it's screaming like this, this paragraph that they write is screaming. My body has changed because my hormones have changed. Like they're talking about hot flashes. They're talking about libido changing. They're talking about, you know, and I've mentioned this in some of the podcasts I've recorded recently. And then they'll say, do you think I should do this Tracy Anderson workout or this Tracy Anderson workout? Or do you think that I should, you know, do deadlifts more or this? And it's like, do you even hear yourself? Like you literally are saying there's, here's what's wrong with my life. Do you think what I should do is a bar workout or CrossFit? Like, this is not your problem. You, re- <laughs> It's not about a workout. It is about a medical problem. You, you really start needing need to look under the hood, okay? And the more that you keep searching for which workout should I be doing, you're, you're just putting off the inevitable. You've got to start thinking um, about what's going on with your body is more complex. It's taken a lot longer. It's taken all your life to slowly but surely develop. Um, part of it is, is a natural, what happens with, with hormones partially is the natural decay, if you will. That's a poor choice of words. That sounds so depressing. It's like the decay of life, right? But we, it, if we lived in olden times, in caveman times, it would be a decay. You know, women, our bodies are set up to be like, oh, you're not in childbearing years anymore. Let me just set you up to decay and waste away. But now we live in a time with medical and, and health advancements where we get to actually look at the, um, you know, years in our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I'm serious, 80s, 90s, 100s, and beyond, where we can be thriving and looking and feeling our best and leading active, healthy, wonderful, amazing lives. Honestly, I look forward to these next decades of my lives, probably more than I wouldn't go back and live in my 20s and 30s again if you paid me ever. I'm looking forward to the decades of my future more than ever. That's an amazing, t- amazing thing to say. But they, but you you do, you've got to make the effort. You've got to take the supplements. You've got to watch what you eat. You've got to be active. You've got to do the workout. So it's effort, it's work, but it's worth it. So you got to keep in mind that, yeah, as we age, our bodies are going to decline. They're going to lose some of these capabilities, but we can put some effort in. But you also have to understand there's a lot of other factors in life. There's a lot of complex stuff, for lack of a better way of saying it, that's going on in each one of our individual lives that most of us aren't thinking about. And that's what I am putting into. So I'm going to already give a heavy plug um, for my book that really every one of you listening 
if this if this show is is resonating with you, you're going to want to go. I will link this up in the show notes, of course, but you will want to go to hormonalhappinessbook.com and buy my book. Um, it is available for pre-order. Um, I'm probably going to change the release date to September 1st, just because I'm adding so many, probably two or three extra chapters based on my recent experience here with keto. And my doctor is adding a chapter. Excuse me, I'm adding a, a pretty in-depth interview with my doctor. Um, so it was supposed to be released um, in two weeks, which is August 1st, but I'm probably going to be changing that release date. But it's 25 bucks, and what I'm doing is I'm bringing together all of my, pretty much everything I've learned about balancing your hormones, everything we're talking about today on, on the show, um, and putting it all together with links to all of the resources, links to all of the best books, the things that you're going to want to read, the podcast you're going to want to listen to, everything and anything that has taught me, that that has helped me figure out hormone balance, um, what not to waste your time on, what you should be looking at, all, all of the things that I've learned over the past probably five to seven years or more. I've put it all into a book because a, I want to help other women not waste time. And B, I'm starting to have so many more women ask me so many more questions every day, every week, that I, I'm getting to the point where I can't answer the questions. I can't answer them in a timely fashion. So you're going to want to buy the book. And the great thing is I'm keeping it in an ebook format so that as things happen on a quarterly basis, anybody who buys the book as I update it, you just get the automatic updated version for free. Um, and then I'll probably um, create next year a, um, a private Facebook group that will go with that so that when um, I update things and I want to have, you know, guest speakers, you know, the folks that have bought the book will get to be in that private Facebook group as well. Um, but back to what I was saying leading up to this, this complexity thing, um, because this is one of the things that I realized three to four years into my journey. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This marks the end of part one. This is a two-part episode. Make sure you tune in for part two.